Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyoli, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our most intimate details in an effort to improve sex lives everywhere. One might say, in an effort to help people lead better laid lives. And I would like to introduce to you uh, my co-conspirator, who I think I've talked about on the pod before, but you haven't met. If you're watching video on YouTube, you can see him waving at you now. Um, so this is Tony. Do you want me to say your whole name? Uh, sure, yeah. So this, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, hey, I'm uh, Tony. No, you have to Ruiz. be in the microphone. Oh, hey, I'm Tony Ruiz. Um, I am a head of uh, marketing uh, and co-producer with Wyo. He's helping me not lose my mind and make this pod even better for you, so that we can hopefully grow bigger, better, faster, harder, stronger. Okay, now you have to. Now he has to go. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye, Tony. Okay, and as soon as he's out the door, then we can talk secrets about him. All kinds of secrets. I'm actually staying in his house. It's great. The secrets are Tony's great. Don't steal him. He's my friend. And my guest today on the pod, I'm super excited to introduce to you. I just met him this evening. Welcome, Joey. Hi, Wyo. Okay, we're going to try a back and forth type of intro. I am single-ish. I'm in two committed relationships. I am 30 years old. I'm 33. I'm white. I'm also white. I am vaguely spiritual. I'm like, I used to be somewhat, less so now. Not, what kind not did you used to be somewhat? I, I was I was Christian background growing up, and I still would think of myself as Christian, but I don't really practice. I go to church one or two times a year. Got it. Yeah. I am a cis female. I'm a cis male. I am pansexual. I'm straight. I am a kinky submissive. I'm kinky more dominant. Do you have any other specific types of kinks that you wish to outline? I guess we'll probably get to some of them, but uh, it's it's something I'm still sort of figuring out as I go. I use she, her pronouns. I use he, him. I grew up on an orange farm in Central California. I grew up outside of a major city in the U.S. I grew up upper middle class-ish. I'm now closer to middle class-ish, I think. <laughs> I uh, also upper middle class growing up, and I guess now I'm like a white collar professional. I'm an actor, writer, director, photographer, artist type of human. I work in marketing. Today, I'm feeling good about a magical adventure I had when I walked through Brooklyn. I'm feeling very excited to be here. It's, I've been listening to the podcast for a long time, and it's really cool to be doing this. Today, I am feeling vulnerable about uh, the fact that I had to redo this intro three times, and I, I guess I'm a little bit nervous, and I hate it when it's very obvious like that. <laughs> well, you're doing a really good job. I'm nervous myself, so... Is I that what you're feeling vulnerable about? Yes. Oh, you copied mine, <laughs> which is fine, which is fine. Uh, that's fair. More people should copy you. Great. <laughs> I mean, especially when it comes to nakedness. Yes. So... Today, I am fantasizing about, um, oh, this just happened right before you got here. Tony and I were saying, maybe I should swipe in New York. I'm fantasizing about my own New York sex story, which I guess, like, people were like, are you there for a lover? And I was like, oh, no, I didn't. That didn't occur to me. I'm just recording sex stories. <laughs> so you can either share a fantasy that you are currently having in general or respond to mine. I think you should definitely swipe in New York. Like what? <laughs> but then I'd have to make a Tinder. It seems like work and no. Oh, well, you can use if you have. You said in a prior episode that you've been. Uh, I was on OK Cupid. Yes, I think that you should just try it. Like, what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? And Joey was so nice to be my. I think I called him a guinea pilot for testing out that new <laughs> intro format. I think it, I. 
I like it. I think it's clear. I'm, uh, you know, always trying to improve and find efficient ways of doing things because efficiency is my favorite, except for when it comes to sex. Okay, Joey. I want to hear if you had to rate yourself on a sexual shameometer right now. One being no shame at all. Ten being super full of shame. What do you think your current shame status is? In life or right now in this Sexually. podcast? Um, just like, I don't know. Are they different? Well, I'm like shy to meet you. I'm a shy person generally. Okay. But, no, uh, sexually speaking. But yeah, I, Are you it, shy to meet me sexually? No. We haven't met sexually. <laughs> no, we definitely haven't. No, I, I, I would say like is one or a two. Like I, I have okay. very little sexual shame. Very okay. little. Yeah. Great. Take us back to the beginning. Where did you start with your sexualness? Where did you first hear about sex? And how in your life did you grow into a sexual shame level of one or two? So I remember that I've always been interested in sex for like as long back as I can remember. Mm -hmm. When I was a child, I used to have babysitters. My family lived near a university Mm -hmm. and... We would, and so my mom would hire babysitters from the school, and she would ask me if I liked a new babysitter when we had them. And I would, I remember that I would say that I liked the babysitter a lot if she was very pretty to me. <laughs> that, they <laughs> so, did like, studies on that with yeah. uh, kindergarten teachers and kids. So even at that yeah. point, like it was in my mind. And then I remember once in kindergarten, uh, I was it was during nap time, and I was we had like little mats that we would lay down on the floor. And I was lying on the floor, but I wasn't really asleep. And the teacher, who I thought was very pretty, like walked over me and she had a skirt on. And I saw her skirt and I was like, oh, I like oh, it. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's always been there. And then I remember another thing uh, when I was in, I think, maybe second to fourth grade, I was friends with a kid who was like a year or two older than me in school. And he was telling me what a condom was. And oh. he was like, a condom is something that a man puts on his penis to have sex with a woman. And I don't think at that point that I really even understood totally. like what sex was, but I knew what a penis was and I understood this was a thing that went over it. But in my mind, <laughs> when I imagined it, I thought it was like a cast. Like when you break your arms, I thought it was like a big, like yeah. very solid. <laughs> <laughs> so, that makes sense though. Yeah. So, yeah. so those are like some early uh, sexual memories. Totally. Yeah. I definitely remember being a kid and be like, that can't be what sex is. How could a penis fit in that small hole? Like, <laughs> I do remember that. So did you talk about sex at home? Did your parents talk about it? What was your family like? And did you have siblings? So, yeah, I have one younger sibling. Um, but in my house, we never really talked about sex. The At some point when I was probably like 15 or 16 or so, I was in the car with my dad at one point And he... Uh, was he like tried to do like the whole talk all uh-huh. at once in maybe like 15 seconds and so he was <laughs> <laughs> and so he was just like you know like if you you're getting older now and if you ever you know get into a situation where you're going to have sex uh, just use a condom, and if you smoke a doobie one time, that's okay too. <laughs> Wait, and that was like the end of the whole conversation. How old were you? I was like sixteen, <laughs> <laughs> and I hadn't had sex or a doobie at that point. So. Okay, <laughs> and had you done anything at all? A doobie? It's such a dad way yeah. to describe. I mean, oh my god, <laughs> great. Yeah, and that was like it was like fifteen seconds. And had you fooled around or made out with anyone at that point? Yeah. So the first time, so I, I've, I've always felt like I. I'm probably like near, I would guess, the the median like age for a lot of the things that happened. But to me, it always felt like I was taking too long. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, totally. So the first time that I kissed a girl was the summer before eighth grade. 
Okay. And I was at camp, and I and and I remember it was like a very like perfect first kiss. I was Aww. like, we were like under a tree, and she and she was like a year older than me, and she was much Ooh. more experienced, and that was like that's she, great. Yeah, she had told told me that she like had all these boyfriends back home, and they'd done all these things, and I was like, <laughs> oh, like I need to hang out with this girl. I've like I've always been very attracted to to sluts, like, and nice. I I use that word in a good way. I, I totally hear you. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, I know that it's still sort of a word that some people associate with negative. I think it things. requires some context, right? But like now. Nowadays, like having read The Ethical Slut and yep. sort of been through a lot of different experiences and whatever, to me, it's a word that I feel good about and comfortable about. I just always am trying to be cognizant of the fact that some people may hear that and sort of take it in the way that isn't what I mean by it. Absolutely. But so, so like, in that given then, she was sort of like somebody that I was like, oh, like this girl's experienced a bit of a slut. And I was yeah. like, oh, like that's very appealing to me. So we like got to know each other and we went to the square dance at camp and then- Oh my gosh. Yeah, and, and so we like totally made out. And yes. <laughs> I went to, I touched her boobs. I went to second base. I was, like, Ooh, I was like going into eighth grade, right? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, like all in the course of a week, I went from never having kissed a girl to having gone to second <gasps> base. Ooh la la. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then- in freshman year, I had a girlfriend, and she was the first person that I ever fingered. Mm. And then sophomore year, I had a different girlfriend, and she gave me head. Oh. How did it come about? The head? Yeah. Uh, like, were you like, will you please? Or did she, like, initiate? Like, how? So, yeah. So uh, I had my driver's license finally at that point, and I went over to her place and her parents, I guess, like left us. Mm, and which, which, God is, bless which them. is, which is great. <laughs> and, uh, and so we were like just kissing in her room. And then I don't remember exactly, like, I guess we'd probably been talking about it. I'm not totally sure, mm -hmm. but I remember that I was, she was lying on her bed and I was standing and she started doing it. And like, she'd never done it before, obviously. Mm. So we're, we're still friends. No, no shade against her, but it was very toothy and was not. Because yeah, how do you know what you're she doing? Didn't know what she was doing. Were you able as a, kid basically to articulate like hey there are teeth or were you just like Is this no what it's like? i was i, I was like i felt so lucky that it was happening at all that i was not going Aww. to like give yeah. critical yeah. feedback totally. which like probably would have been better for everyone but, yeah, um, but that's why we have to have podcasts like this so that yeah. people can like know how to say that and also know that there's not supposed to be teeth yeah exactly <laughs> unless you ask unless you ask for it yeah totally. <laughs> which i wouldn't but you know some people are into that that's fine <laughs> that's true that's true um she and I dated for quite a while, and but we never ended up having sex because she had always said that she didn't want to have sex until she got her braces off. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was expecting you to say. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And so, and like we had like a kind of like, you know, dramatic high schooler kind of thing where we'd like break up and get back together oh. and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And so, totally a high school thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, people, I, yeah, nobody does nobody that does when they're that 30, now. right, Wow. Nobody. Not, <laughs> certainly not 29, 30. Nobody. We went through all that, and then we finally like broke up, and I was like kind of just done with the whole thing. And then she got her braces off, and she ended up losing her virginity to like a very close friend of mine. Oh. <laughs> Which, like, even at the time, I was like cool with it, and I'm okay. definitely cool with it now, but it's just sort of like, it was, it was always more just like, ah, damn, I missed it. <laughs> like, if I just like held out for a few more months. Oh, but those angst, the, the angst feelings of high schoolers are powerful. Yeah, definitely. And oh. then, uh, I started dating another girl in the high school after that, and we also sort of had this like on again, off again thing. But in the summer after I graduated, I was I I went back home. I was I was home. I wouldn't go back. I went I went on vacation right after I graduated with my friend, and I went away to Europe. And mm -hmm. then I'd been missing her like so bad. And I'd been this was back when we had to use like an internet cafe. We didn't have totally. like iPhones I and whatever. I remember <laughs> and, calling cards. Yeah, exactly. So I like was going to internet cafes and like 
emailing her on AOL because <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. uh, I was and I was like so heartsick and I was like so excited to get back home. And she was off when I got back at a like summer school program, uh-huh. so she wasn't around. But then one day I'm just like sitting at home and the doorbell rings and I go down. My mom's like, can you go get that? And I go down and get it. And, it, and it's her. She's there. So she had like taken a bus from this oh. place where she was taking the summer school program to come and visit me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. And uh, and then my mom was like, I have to go to the grocery store or something like that. And I do not know to this day, like whether my mom just like legit had to go out and do some errands or whether she was like, I'm going to give these kids a little privacy. Like, do you think you'll ever ask her? I will probably never ask her. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, like, cause like I said, we, totally. we, we never talk about sex in my family. And it's like really interesting because like, I feel like I ended up with a pretty healthy uh, outlook on things and, and I, don't know exactly where it came from, but my parents never like really punished us or like mm-hmm. I was never grounded. And I also didn't, wasn't like much of a rule breaker when I was, I like got away with it, but like Same. there was, <laughs> there you're really similar. There was uh yeah. So there was never like a lot of like coercion or anything like that. They were just kind of like, they trusted us yep. and we didn't do things to sort of betray that to yeah. them. Um, and my school, had a pretty good sex education program. I mean, they didn't talk Ooh. about they didn't talk about pleasure or stuff like that. That's of important. Not back then, but um, they're doing it a little bit now. Some places I hear that's good. Yeah, yeah, probably in you know like California and some of them. New York not all California. Yeah, I mean, but... like I read actually recently that now it's like even more states than before the president was elected. Like have no mandate mandatory rules that sex education needs to be scientifically accurate, which I just Horrible. don't understand how that's a thing. Yeah. Anyways, ours was pretty good, and so like. I feel like that was helpful. Um, so yeah, anyways, she, I will probably never ask her because we don't talk about these things. Yeah. And I I don't really feel like she would have been like, oh, I'm going to leave so they can hook up. But also like she's an adult, like she kind of yeah. at some level is obviously just like aware of my girlfriend came to visit me totally. and now we're in the house alone. So what's going to happen with two like 17 or 18 year old. She also might have assumed you were already doing things. Yeah, which I hadn't at that point because <laughs> this is obviously the story where I lose my virginity. So, <laughs> yeah, so that was how I lost my virginity, uh, which was which was. But really you nice just thing. skipped over all the details. <laughs> you got to answering the door. Yeah, so I answered the door and she showed up and she had like a little teddy bear and she like gave it to me as a gift. And, and then my mom was like, I have to go out to like do some errands. And so then like we were just in the house alone and we went up to my bedroom and and she was like, I'm ready to do it. And I was oh. like, are you sure? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, great. That is so <laughs> sweet. Yeah. And uh, and we used a condom. Okay. You knew my next question. Yes. Uh, yeah. Always always good about practicing safe sex. Great. And uh, And... Don't remember how long it lasted, but it was not like in and done, which Mm -hmm. I was happy about. I Mm -hmm. also don't think it was probably like great sex. It was the first time. So I think it was really great. Yeah, yeah, well, it was great in that sense. It was sweet. And like, I was glad that, like, similar to the kiss story, uh, we cared about each other very much. And so, like, all those experiences have been uh, very positive. Yes, I want to amend my statement. It was a first time that was clearly sweet and consensual. Yeah. So even if the sex wasn't great, yeah, that's a that's a nice time. Yeah, it was it was definitely really nice. Mm. Okay, I want to share something with you about myself that that you made me think of. Yeah, I grew up in a family also that did not talk about sex very much. And if you are listening and have listened to the episode with my mom, you kind of get the vibe of like, she's very loving and supportive, but not, uh, we don't talk about sex lives until recently (laughs) when I think she's been now 
Mom, if you listen to this podcast, I don't need to know about it unless you want me to. I'm open to knowing that, but I don't think you do. Lately, she's been, how do I say it? Uh, talking about my sex life with me in those like vague little questions. So I was very sick a week and a half ago and spent four days in bed. And two of those days I was throwing up a lot. And it's because I have a weak immune system and like spent all of August going nonstop and then was traveling and ate too many sugar cookies and my body's very sensitive to sugar and alcohol. So I tanked and I spent four days out and two of those days I was throwing up and my mom was like, well, have you had any sexual activity in the last eight weeks? And I was like very ill and I was just like, yeah, but it wouldn't make a baby. And then I was like, oh shit, why did I say that? Like, no. <laughs> That's definitely what she was getting at. That is what she was getting at. She's like, well, if you're sure, you know, sometimes things get places. And I was like, no, like as a very sick person. And then, oh, can I tell this story? I think I can tell this story anonymously. So every Memorial Day weekend, my family goes camping and... Ever since I was like three or four, like every Memorial Day weekend, we go to this spot in Central California by the coast. And it's literally one of my favorite spots in the whole wide world. And I had an older brother and he had cute friends. And sometimes his cute friends would come stay the weekend with us. And one of those cute friends I'd had a crush on since I was five years old. And well, there were a couple of them, but one in particular that would come camping. And yeah. I did sneak out of the tent and into his trailer and we did do things, but I didn't think my mom knew that. And I found out that one of these, one of a close family friend who's basically like a cousin told his mom who told my mom who asked me about it over the phone about two weeks ago. And I was so caught off guard that I was Years like, later. like two weeks ago, I'm 30. That happened when I was maybe 18, 19, 20, wow. like maybe all of those years. I can't remember. Like yeah. we would see each other. Cause I like, I have lovers and they, you know, historically I've seen them more than once and like over the course of these years and I find that very enjoyable and I was not prepared to be asked about it by my mom and it's not that I want to lie to her that she can't know. It's just thinking about, I know there will be a situation in my future where he is visiting my brother at the house and my parents will be there and I don't want to stand in the same room <laughs> with my mom and just have her know that I know that we know but he doesn't know and that I just can't like I don't know and so that was a growth edit. so anyway that's really funny <laughs> that's my story <laughs> <laughs> ah, growth so you lost your virginity and I'm sure our listeners are dying to know how do you have two relationships? What? How did this happen? What was the unfolding of your adult sex life like? This is this is a, a long story. I'll try yeah, to tell it. Yeah, I figured it would be. Um, so did you say in an appropriate way? In like like in an in a, a time appropriate uh, I way. I see. I was like, this is an explicit podcast, yeah, no, no matter no, what. No, so. like a time appropriate way. Copy. Um, so I guess after that first time, I you know had a succession of not like a succession, but like I had several different lovers over mm -hmm. the course of college. Um, you know, just sort of normal, nothing crazy, mm -hmm. um, but stayed active for sure. How'd you meet them? Like dorm life, In parties? Yeah. yeah, so so I guess one of the things that's, I think, relevant in terms of, you know, my sex life and, and sort of what we're doing here in your project mm -hmm. is it took me a very long time to realize that I'm both shy and extroverted and that mm -hmm. those are not like, I think for a long time I didn't realize that you could be both of those things. Cause I'm totally. like, I get very energized and excited by seeing my friends and I have a very large social circle. Mm -hmm. But 
I can't talk to strangers mm. at all. Um, so when I go out to like a bar, like first of all, like I've been to the movies by myself alone only yeah. twice in my life. And the first okay. time I think I was over 30 years old. Mm -hmm. I don't go to bars by myself. And like if I even just like imagine like what would happen there, like I know that I would just like kind of sit and like stare at my phone or like stare at the wall and then just kind of leave like I can't yeah. like imagine just like turning to the person next to me and being like hey like what's up which is I mm. guess what happens right and and similarly like if I'm out at a bar with my friends like I would never go up to somebody that I was attracted to and just start talking to them because there is totally. that sort of like meat market feeling to it right a lot of the time where it just feels so artificial because if I go up to some woman that I'm attracted to in a situation like that she knows to some extent that like I'm talking to her because I'm interested. And so then it's like, it all just feels like a pretense. And like, I sort of get into my own head about how it's like all like artificial and what makes it artificial because you're interested in looks. Yeah. Because I don't know anything about her. Well, that's the point though. Looks are the most real thing that you know in that moment. So it would be weird if you walked up and were like, Hey, you're probably pretty smart, aren't you? You know, like that would be fucking weird. And so that's why like lately in my new dating explorations, I am in many ways like leading with sex because I'm like, I know that will be literally tangible. Yeah. Like if I can touch you and feel you and smell you and yeah. taste you, that's a real thing. And then we can see if we like each other. And I, because I've shifted, I didn't realize even until, until I met my master, until I started doing this podcast, all the little ways that I was still holding my own sex negative shame. So this is the first time in my my adult life that I'm like, wait, I can practice my very awkward communication skills <laughs> and just keep getting laid. Like I can invite the sex that I want yeah. because nobody is telling me, Karin, if you wear those low cut things, you're going to get a certain type of attention. Now I'm like, yes, I'm naked on purpose, you guys. <laughs> but do you think it's it's easier like because you're a woman, like men, you sort of like, I don't want to feel like I'm bothering somebody, I think is part totally. of it, you know? Oh, I'm sure. I'm like, sure. And I'm sure lots of ladies, I mean, I'm, my opinions definitely don't speak for everyone. <laughs> Nobody's can. Yeah. Yeah. But I also know that mine don't line up with most other people. Yeah. Like I walk around with, I had so many nice people talk to me today in New York. Like I had, as soon as I landed here, someone handed me a Metro card with two full days of a free pass on it. Um, like, like just, I don't know. So. I understand I apparently am moving through the world in a different way, but... Uh, I mean, you must be doing something right if you're getting a two-day Metro card just, like, out of thin air. That's amazing. Out of thin air? I mean, a lady handed it to me. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't like, actual magic. But anyway. Um, okay. But I hear you on the stranger thing. Yeah, like, so. I just don't want to feel like I'm bothering somebody, um, you know, and that's part of what it is. Like, mm -hmm. if she's just trying to, like, have a nice, nice night with her right, friends, right. then, like, why am I interrupting? And you don't know which person that is versus the person who's, like, open to yeah. like having somebody talk to you. So Do I just you think you could ask, is there, and then I'm just curiously asking this, is there a way to be like, hey, do you feel like talking to a stranger right now? Is that something you'd ever try? No, because I'm way too shy. But that's maybe the, you like, could try like, it now. I'm sure that like, that, that's the, there are many men who, and and, and non-men and, you know, all kinds of people humans. Who, who, yep, humans who will just go and do that and like i've never done it right and I, I, I just like, I mean, it's not that I'm literally physically incapable of it, but I feel like I'm physically incapable of it in a more metaphorical sense. How much would I have to bet you to go do it? Like if after this recording, I was like, let's go to a bar and I'll watch you. Uh, like, I don't know, probably not that much. 
probably not that much. Like twenty dollars? Yeah, maybe for like twenty bucks. Because like then it's like oh, like worst case scenario. Yeah, if you if you think about it, like then <laughs> I have might have a mission. Worst case, I get twenty bucks, and best case, I get twenty bucks <laughs> plus I get a date. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, okay, so but yeah, so then, I interrupted your story. And no, I'm no, not it at all. No. <laughs> okay, so going so then like shifting that back to the context of college, like. I would always meet people through, and, and even after college, through my social circles, through mm, my friends. Mm-hmm. So then I graduated from college, and I was dating, right after college, I was dating somebody who I had met in college, and she was still in school. And then we broke up because she was moving, and also, like, it just wasn't really the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I was too chicken shit to break up, but she, like, could see it and just did it for us, which, mm. like, I was sad that we broke up, but, like... I also was sort of just always grateful that she did that because it needed yep. to happen. It was the right totally. thing. Totally. I'm always the person that's like, but can you see that this isn't working too? Can we just agree? Can we agree <laughs> that this sucks? But I still, okay. No? Yeah. Okay. So then I, and, and what was cool about that was before we had broken up when we were sort of like fighting a lot and we were long distance at the time, mm-hmm. but right. I was making friends with a girl at work, woman, I should say, a woman at work. I don't know. It's like a twenty. Like it's like a twenty-one a year old. <laughs> I like being a girl. I yeah. still, I still call myself. Okay, so we're cool. Girl. Okay, I am. Not everyone yeah. is. Some well, but I'm talking really to you. Right You're talking now. to me, so I'm just letting you know yeah. that I'm fine okay. with. Okay, so that. I was making friends with this girl at work, and like I remember one night I was over at my buddy's house, and I was falling asleep on his couch afterwards, and I had just like gotten off the phone with the girl I was dating, and we'd had a fight, and I was just thinking about like this girl from work who I was making friends with, and I was like, oh, like I bet like I wouldn't fight if I was dating her, right? And then, but like, mm-hmm, there was no mm-hmm. chance of that happening right totally. now because I was in a monogamous relationship and this other girl and I like worked together and I wasn't like trying to go there. Did you know anything, like did you know polyamory even existed then? Not in those terms, okay. but like one of the the girl who I told the uh, blowjob story about earlier, mm-hmm. when we started dating, we had talked about having an open relationship. We didn't mm. do that, but it, it was sort of something that I was always just like, it, it conceptually uh, was in my brain. I don't know where it came from, honestly, oh. because like I went to church and like my parents are like very normal and like not normal. I don't know, but, but you know, like they're air quotes normal. Yeah. Um, normal for who they are. Yeah. And so I don't know where the idea really came from. I mean, maybe it was from media. Maybe I made it up myself. Yeah. I don't know something else. Um, but it, it had always been there. It had been something that I had brought up with with that girl in high school and had just sort of always been floating in my brain anyways. Yeah. Um, but so then the, the girl from college and I broke up and, and I continued flirting with this girl at work. And then we ended up one night, we went to a bar in New York. It was this place that doesn't exist anymore, but it was sort of like this famous place where you could get like, I think it was like 10 shots for $10. Oh my no. <laughs> it was like a what and they were like very watered down of and terrible, course. right? But like good as they should be. Yeah, but like as, yeah, right. And so like we went there with a bunch of our other friends from work and uh I was just like so drunk and all of a sudden we were just like making out and I don't even really remember like how, like she claimed that she made the move. I think that I did. It was never really determined. <laughs> uh but so then we ended up dating for a long time. And then we ended up breaking up as well. She didn't feel like we did it for almost two years, and then she felt that uh, it just wasn't right for her, and she felt like I wasn't, I was forcing it for myself as well, mm-hmm. and she was right, but it took me a very long time to realize that. It took me a very yeah. long time to get over it, and when I was in this very, so whereas with the prior breakup, like, I was over it, honestly, in just a few weeks. With yeah. this one, it was, like, months and months, mm-hmm. and when I was in that very, like, tough place emotionally, a friend of mine 
came to me and he was like, hey, like, I think you need to go buy this book, The Ethical Slut. Oh. And so he suggested it to me. For context, how long ago was this now? That would have been, so I'm 33, and at the time I was 26, 5, 6, So probably like a that. couple editions ago. Well, yeah, they're like, now on their fourth edition. Yeah, it was not the fourth. I remember when the fourth edition came out. That was out. just like <laughs> last year, maybe like a the year, year before. Ago, yeah. yeah, maybe two. Yeah, I it, read the third edition. The first, it was the probably first the second or the third edition, but I, I was, it was like, oh, I guess, well, it was, just before I started dating my girl, my girlfriend B, mm-hmm. and she and I have been dating for seven years, so I okay. read it seven years ago. Well, that, yeah, <laughs> Ugh, relationships. I just saw a concrete way they're good for something. <laughs> yes, counting. <laughs> She's great for a lot I more than that. I always keep track. No, I believe you. I'm just <laughs> noticing the concrete. Yeah. Like sometimes, like when I had to smash a big cockroach in my house by myself, at very late at night when I was very high, I was like, this, this, this would be a moment to be useful to have a spouse. Yeah. This is a moment. <laughs> Because I could just be like, I can't. And then she they depends would on me for that service as well. Oh, you never flip it on her? Oh, God, no. She, I would Then I wouldn't have a relationship. <laughs> that's your deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, that, that's her deal breaker. You can have other girlfriends, but you must smash all the cockroaches. Yes, and not flip them on Oh, me. I didn't mean to say it like it's like permission and that's the thing. Oh, that was maybe poly negative and that's not how I meant it. It's all good. Well, I just want to say that explicitly because yeah. I don't feel that way. Like it was just a yeah. silly dumb cockroach. Yeah, joke. no, it was a like, silly dumb cock joke. Cock Bad joke. cock I love joke. Those. <sighs> okay. So, so, so uh yeah, 7 years ago, he he recommended that I read this book and then when she and I started dating, you know, one of the things you talk about with people is like, "Oh, what are you watching? What are you reading?" And so I told her this was the book I was reading and she was like, "Oh, that's oh. really interesting." So like at the very outset of our relationship, we both read this book, and that's sort of like where where it went. Now I, I'm going to continue. I'm going to pick this thread back up in a little bit, but I do want to talk about the story of, of meeting her because it's great. It's, it's Please fun. do. I won't look at you if you feel shy. Uh, yeah, sorry. I do stare straight at people in the eyes and don't blink. I'm sorry. I forget. I forget. I'm better at staring when I'm listening. When I'm talking, it's harder. But anyways, so yeah. we were. So I just gotten out of this breakup, and my. My friend was like, hey, uh, my girlfriend is having a birthday party. We're going hiking. You should come. And I was like, yeah, definitely. Let's do that. And his girlfriend's sister, and they're they're now married and have a kid. And his girlfriend's sister is my girlfriend, B. Mm. And uh, so I met her at the hiking party and we're Great. like, so we spend the whole day. And so this is another example of like where my shyness thing comes in, because like generally when I've been able to hook up with a new person who I haven't known for a long Literally time. Literally hook up? Yeah. The, like the in a romantic the, way? Yeah, at the like end of the night we ended up, up like cat, hooking cat. up. Okay. Just clarifying because yeah, so my dad says hook up like to bury, go meet up with Burying someone. the lead here. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we ended up hooking up at the end of the night. And But I didn't really know her. I'd met her technically once before, but neither of us really remembered it. Uh-huh. So if it's not somebody that I've known for a long time, I basically need to have like a day spending time getting to know somebody in order Mm. for that to happen because of my shyness. And so we're at this thing and we're out in the woods hiking and I basically spent the whole day talking to her. And I thought I was laying down like some really thick, great game. Like I was like, oh yeah, this girl's gonna be like so into me. We're having such great conversation, all this. And then we get to the end of the night and we've gone back now from the hike and we're in somebody's apartment and we're drinking and just hanging out. And her sister texts her and is like, do you want to have sexy time with Joey? And and B is and B and what B writes her back. Move. Yeah, I know. Well, I was like, yeah, great. <laughs> but B writes her back and is like, I I don't. I thought he has a girlfriend, and I don't think he's interested. <laughs> so I thought I was like spitting game all day. Oh my god! And she didn't even realize that I was hitting on her because I oh don't want to be like too yeah. forward, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, annoy yeah. somebody. 
Um, but when her sister told her that, she was like, oh, yeah, like, totally. Oh, that's so, so useful. So then we, yeah, so that was really great. And so then we ended up, like, making out and other, like, we did have sex that night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so that's sort of, like, Fantastic. where we met. Yeah, and so then, and then after we finished having sex, I was like, we're going to have to do this again. <laughs> she, did you say it like yeah, that? I literally said that. Did she like it or did she think it was weird? She seemed to like it. Okay, okay. Yeah, she was, Let's she, see, that's, but that's a good example, too, of how context is everything. Because, yeah. like, I can imagine a situation where someone would say that, and if it was, like, not good, I'd be like, uh, yeah. you're going to have to jump off a cliff and die. Yeah. Know, which, like, I haven't had that happen. <laughs> I was but. pretty sure she had a good time. I probably wouldn't have said it if it I didn't. It sounded like you guys both had yeah, a good time. Yeah, we had a nice, we had a whole nice day, and then we, like, capped later. it off with, uh, with some sex, so. That's magical. Yeah, so I was like, we're going to have to do this again. And she was like, okay. And so then we kept dating and that's where, so now circling back to the book. Yes. So we, so we both read the book as we continued to see each other throughout that summer. And mm. so we, but also like at that point we weren't like dating, dating. We were just seeing each other. What but does it mean to you? I know, right? Well. To you. I think that like in, in the context of like a traditional monogamous relationship, I think that it's necessary to at a certain point have the conversation where you're like, hey, are we going to be monogamous now? Like even, which is weird because it's the default assumption so much so that Unless like- Unless you talk about it initially. Right, well, that's what, but that's what I'm saying is like, people need to talk about these things and they don't. It's it's hard yeah. and people don't like to have hard conversations. Yes, I, I know this because I've had to initiate all of the conversations in my explorations and people react weird to them too. Yeah. Because I've started up- and. And obviously, it's it's just extra weird to talk about it here, but I make sure to include the important bit of information that I have a sex podcast and talk about sex a lot. So then it's this weird, like, catapult into the explicit conversation. Mm-hmm. And so when I started, I was like, and I haven't really dated properly. I've n- Well, first of all, I've never attempted to date, I'm going to say head on, directly, mm-hmm. on purpose mm-hmm. in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I also haven't dated someone who's, in the same city as me and not married in five years. Like I had not mm-hmm. attempted a new connection of that kind. Yeah. In it. So, so I would just like, I'm just trying this and I'm seeing other people. And I like put up all the like boundaries, but it also felt like necessary because context. Yeah. And so now I'm like, do they check in again? They'll do it when they want to do Where's the burden? I don't know. I have all these questions. Yeah. Well, so because of the, I think in part because we had been reading the book also, I was like, yeah, we should keep like dating yeah, people. Yeah, that's a great. So it would just like, it, you know, it was just like, to some extent it was just lucky, really. Yeah. Like the timing. Not, like the, the, you believe in lucky. I think luck is in general, like not with regards to this specifically, but yeah, I think that people really undervalue how much luck influences what they get in life. But yeah, so anyways, so like we were like, oh, like let's keep like dating people too. And so I remember like I met during that time somebody who like through a, I think through OkCupid, someone who worked in like sexual health and awareness Mm -hmm. for like troubled youth. And Mm -hmm. she was, she had like in her OkCupid profile, she was talking about how she uh, did suspension and was into like, mm. and she had like a FetLife profile and all that stuff. So I was like, oh, that's very appealing. So like we went on some dates and like that, again, it was sort of the thing from before of like, oh, like she's definitely a slut. Like I'm into yeah, that. Yeah. And so we went on some dates and we had sex. And then after she and I had had sex only a couple of times, B was like, you know, now that this is like happening, I'm not actually, uh, sure that I'm like comfortable with it. And I was like, okay, yep, like yep. that's fine. Cause I really oh, liked you her. Do? So we, so we went monogamous. Like I didn't give her 
uh, really much pushback on and that. And that didn't make you feel squished to death inside? No, because I liked okay. her and I wasn't used to it. Like it was something that we were like exploring, you know, and, and so I wasn't like, but this was the girl who I'd been dating before her who I had the tough breakup with. One of the things that she said when she broke up with me was like, I think you need to be in a non-monogamous relationship. And that's one of the things when I before was saying that like she was right. What made her say that? Um, Probably that I was like, always asking about threesomes. <laughs> Oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think she just had a really good sense for who I was, probably, because mm. it wasn't something we had really talked about. Well, I wish I had a partner that was like, hey, you should probably be this. Yeah, that would have been really useful. But it wasn't on. why I read the book. Right. The book came from a completely. Someone else. Other, mm -hmm. Yeah. So. No, I heard that. Um, but uh, yeah. So and then I had to go away for a while for work uh, for a few months uh, to a, an assignment elsewhere. And so we were like, OK, well, we should just like definitely see people while we're in different parts of the and world from each other. Yeah. So like okay. she went on dates and I had some girlfriends when I was abroad. And then when I came back though, like we immediately started seeing each other again. And so we basically just went right back into it and we went back into it monogamously. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and so then we continued with that for a while and then I left the workforce to go and get a graduate degree. And that was a way. So we were going to be, distance again and it was everything was fine we were like doing it and then like one day we're just like having a phone call we would talk to each other almost every day and we're on the phone and she was just like you know I feel like uh you have really given me what I asked for here and I feel like I'm denying you something that you're interested in and I don't really have a good reason for it anymore and you've given me the space to like think about it because mm -hmm. when we were monogamous initially I was still like sending her like news articles and, and different kinds of stuff that was just sort of like, here's like some research about the benefits of mm -hmm. polyamory and that kind of thing. And she was okay with you continuing to send those things? Well, no, she was like, can you stop sending me? This oh, is really bothering me. That, yeah. <laughs> so I stopped I was... and I was just like, okay, cool. Like I'll cut it off. Oh. So then we had this conversation though. Like this is, you know, I don't know, a year later, maybe a little bit less, but like a while later. And, and she, and she was uh, at that point just like, you know, you you did what I asked and like you gave me the space to think about it. And I don't think there's any, I don't really see a reason that we shouldn't try it your way. I don't want to be denying you something like that. And I, I feel like I'm okay with it now. Mm. So then I was in grad school and in an open relationship. And for 10 months or so, nothing happened uh, outside of our relationship. Uh -huh. So we continued to have an open relationship, but it was, there was nothing active happening yeah, in, that, yeah. in that regard. And whenever we would get to see each other, which was, you know, probably about monthly, um, we would check in with each other. Oh, you were still long distance at this point? Yeah, because I was in school. Okay, okay. And so, yeah, and so, but whenever we, but we would talk and, on the phone most days and also when I would see her and we would just like sort of check in like, hey, are we still good with this? Just I want to pause and ask about yeah. phone sex or long distance sex. <laughs> just to insert that here. I've done I've done phone sex. I think she and I have had phone sex. Uh, yeah, like, well, how did you or did you masturbate a lot when you were gone? Did you? Yeah, I mean, I masturbate a lot still. So I have two girlfriends and I masturbate. Well, a lot. okay, okay, <laughs> but I guess I mean, did you masturbate in a way that was specifically relational to her or like to photos of her? Do you guys ever send each other like pictures of masturbations or? Yeah, we, so we, we do we do send each other like photos, uh, naked photos and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And we would do phone sex if I'm remembering correctly. Mm -hmm. I know that I've had phone sex before. Honestly, it's like it's so the pictures. Yes, but that's more like I'll get them and I'll do it on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phone sex is can be fun, but it's sort of a lot of work and like, I don't know, it's, it, I'd rather almost watch porn, not necessarily, like, I like to mix it up, I like to do everything, right? Mm. So I'd probably like do porn more often, but 
having the phone sex in the mix is mm-hmm. a nice mm-hmm. a nice thing to have. Okay. Yeah. Okay, continue. Thank you. So we uh so like ten months later we're or no, uh sorry. We're we're talking at one point though, and I'm just like the thing that I'm afraid of is if I go out and hook up with somebody, you're gonna be hurt and break up with me over it, even though it was okay at the time. And that and I don't want to risk that because it's not worth it to me. And she always says that like when I articulated it specifically in that way, it it sort of like dinged a light bulb for her that was very helpful. Oh, really? Yeah. Um because what? lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Wait, can you expand on that? What was helpful? The idea that, like... I was okay going back to monogamy if after I hooked up with somebody, she wasn't comfortable with it anymore. Oh. But that I wasn't going, but that if, if she knew ahead of time there was a chance that she'd be so upset that she was just going to break up with me, then I didn't even want to have the option on the table because it wasn't worth it. She okay. she was, you know, more important to me than than that optionality, okay. essentially. Because literally, if a, if a dude I was seeing said some version of that to me, I'd be like, you think I don't know my own feelings? You uh. think I can't change my mind of my own accord? You're making rules for me? Like, <laughs> which is the flip side of my... People think that when you're submissive, you'll just do it. But, but no, I'm like a very... I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I, I get, that's actually a really... I have agency. That's, I mean, it's... Yeah. Maybe that's like... That's an interesting point because I can totally see... It's a nuance exact, of a relationship, I yeah. think. I think it speaks to how well you like understand the other person that that is not a wrinkle. Yeah. And 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 also probably how well she understands me because yeah, yeah. the... I would never intentionally at least speak that way. You know? Like, I certainly screw up and say things that are come across in a way that's not like my intention, but she totally. knows that my intention is never like that. So if she would have been offended, like she wouldn't have sort of like been so upset, but. Well, it also sounds like you were right on the money. Like it sounds like you had a good understanding of possible emotional states. And the fact that you said that sounds like it from what I'm getting, it sounds like it offered her 
enough reassurance. Yeah. It's just really, because. but you're absolutely right. Like to, to flip that lens on it is like. But it's how- also because I know about myself that I'm so emotionally resilient that mm-hmm. I can go off and have a bad experience and be like, well, that didn't work very well. Yeah. So after she told me that, um, I was like, okay, that's good. And then like a few months after that, it, it finally ended up happening. I hooked up with somebody and she'd always said like, after it happens, just like, let me know as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. So I called her the next day and I told her and she was at the time in the car with her sister. And so she like did not want to have a conversation in front of her sister. Totally, totally. <laughs> and so she was like, but I didn't know that. And so she was yeah. like, I'm gonna have to call you back. And then I'm like having ah, this like freak panic. out. That's exactly the thing. I was like, cause then like we were, she, t- wasn't she like, was like, I'm with she, my sister. No, she, I don't, she I, she may have said that, but even so, like she was just like, I'll call you later. And then like a few hours passed and like nothing. And so I'm like, and she was like, don't call me, I'll call you. And so I'm just like, oh no, she's like having a freak out. And so now I'm having a freak oh, out. Man. But then it was like actually totally fine. Oh, she just was like, I know, it was like oh, my so gosh. nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she it was, would be too. Uh, yeah, but she was like actually fine. She just like needed the space and the time to like think about it with herself and check in. Like, am I okay? Like, mm-hmm. how do I feel? And And it just took, time and I just wanted it to I wanted like the immediate reassurance like okay we're, we're okay right but yeah. she wasn't able to do that because she it was the first time that we were going through that yeah um but then she got back to me and was like yeah all good thank you for telling me and like she liked to get a lot of details and now nowadays it's like less so because it's hmm. just more like I mean I'm seeing somebody consistently and but like she was like oh like give me all the details so she like wanted all that um and then a few months after that hookup, I ended up dating somebody else in my program at school for a little while. And that sort of like was the first time that we were dealing with that. And she was also in a grad program at that point and started dating somebody in her grad program. Mm. Oh, how parallel. So, that, so then we both had like partners at, during that time. And so like we kind of dealt with that. And then. How uh, was it for you when she had a partner? I was glad for her. He made her very happy. And because I we weren't in the same place, it was very comforting to know that there was somebody there who was able to Mm. you know fill certain needs of hers that's one of the things that I really like about an open relationship is like I don't like the expectation that a person can be everything that somebody needs from a partner and sometimes must be yeah and and must be in a lot of cases especially in in monogamy right and so go ahead one of the questions I get most often is in threesomes or open relationships or things that involve multiple people do you get jealous and how do you handle it do you have an answer for that? Uh, so, I mean, the ethical slut has, like, a lot of good... Well, what's your answer, though? Everyone's different. Um, I've not... It's not so bad for me. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I lean more just naturally towards compersion. Same. And it's interesting to... Just for people, if they don't know, that's sort of, like, the opposite of jealousy. It's, like, when she's with her partner, I feel happy that she's having pleasure and having good experiences. And so like, rather than feeling jealous about it, I feel happy about it. And it's, it's really like the inverse. And it's a, I I feel like it's a very positive way to sort of deal with, with that. Mm -hmm. And so like, what was, I always think though, a super interesting experience for me was when they broke up, having to be the person to help my girlfriend through the emotional trauma of a breakup Hmm. was like something I had never experienced or really even like thought about what that experience would be like. Yeah. Um, So I've also enjoyed open relationships because they expose me to new experiences and emotions that I wasn't aware of before. And and to me, it's always good to keep feeling new things. It's part of like personal growth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Will you say a few words about what it's like to support or be supported during a breakup in a poly relationship? Um, 
I mean, really, it, it, it shifts you more into friend mode mm-hmm. than boyfriend mode. Do you guys stop having sex during morning periods? Like, or is it like... No, we didn't. So when they broke up, I was still... We were still in separate places. Right. Oh, yeah. So we couldn't have sex anyways. So I don't know if she would have wanted to or not. Mm. But I did feel like I was sort of fulfilling my role. Like, when you date somebody, hopefully yeah, you're very good totally. friends with them anyways. But they're just so. sort of... Yeah, right? But, um, <laughs> but, you, but like, the, the dichotomy there, like, I was feeling that the friend side of it was more separate and needing to be focused on a bit more to help yeah, with the with the emotional support of it. Um, and, you know, I wasn't glad that she was going through the breakup, but I was glad that I was able to help her yeah, and that she had somebody there totally. who was so close to her. So that was good. Nice. Um, and then I finished my program and I moved back to New York. And so now we're in the same area again. And I wasn't dating anybody for a while. But then about like actually a year ago yesterday, I oh. met I met my uh, my second partner, Hannah. Happy meetiversary yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we're we're still good and they haven't met yet, but they're they both, haven't met yet. No, they're Is both. That, why? Why? Is that we just haven't. For so for a long time, um, one or the other of them wasn't quite ready for it. OK. And then we got to a point where they were and they wanted to. But oh. Hannah actually moved out of the city recently. So now we're doing oh, a distance thing okay. and basically in the in her process of getting ready to move she was just too busy and we couldn't make the time happen that makes sense um yeah so they they will meet and like they're they both are very supportive of each other like through me which i i find interesting um and and nice like i like that everybody feels good about everybody um and hannah has been uh, non-monogamous since before I met her. Okay. So like we, she knew, you know, my, what my deal was because com- we met also on OkCupid and like uh, coming into it, we were two non-monogamous people meeting each other. Yeah. So I expect that there's a very good likelihood that while she's in her new uh, location, she may, you know, get a, a primary partner. If not, that's fine. You know, do you she'll use do what- terms like primary for yourself to describe your own sets of relationships? It, yeah, I don't love it. Honestly, but I well, but people I do. say that, but I'm like, if you live with someone, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, B and I don't live together, but we have been dating for like seven years at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, what if they're both sick at the same time? I know this is the thing, right? Who do you bring soup first? This is, is exa- it just whoever's closer. Yeah. So, but if they were equidistant, like that's when uh, yeah. it's like if they were both sick at the same time and they were equidistant. And then what happens when right. you can't soup them both? I ex- yeah, and it's like painful to think about, and I I really don't like it. But um, I I had this conversation with Hannah recently. You have to have them, of course, and and because I just don't like the thing is I care about her so fucking much, you know, and like I I hate the idea that she could feel that like in some way she's less than. But don't me. your actions show her her importance? Because that's what I'm always just so. like. If you want to label stuff, fine, whatever helps you. But just like, are you showing up and are your needs being met per what you asked for, per the agreement? Do you need to change the agreement? Like, yeah. that's my thing. We're all very good about communicating, right? And so that... That's great. Yeah. Um, I'm curious on those, how many, have you had a fair number of dates with poly people or non-monogamous people? And like, how do you talk about or think about or figure out for yourself what you're looking for with this new person. I know it's something, it's a hard to answer question because yeah. we're always trying to figure that out with new people anyway. But like, do you communicate explicitly around that when you're on a date? Because you mentioned some date knowledge earlier that you said as if it was like 
obvious, but I haven't talked about books or movies lately on dates. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so like, you have some more advice, just like, but then also relate it to sex. Yeah. So I, I guess I've, let's see, besides Hannah, I think I've, and, and, and B herself, mm-hmm. I've dated through three or four other, like, maybe five. Oh, it's like a bunch of, cause the, the person that I hooked up with, who was the first person I hooked up with after B and I opened our relationship, mm-hmm. we only hooked up the one night, but we'd known each other for a while and she was, in an open relationship with a married guy. Mm. Uh, and the person I ended up dating a few months after that in my program, she was in an open relationship with her boyfriend at the time. I think now they're monogamous. Mm. I, the person I mentioned who I'd met on OkCupid like way back in, was, she was the one who worked with like troubled youth. She yeah. was in an open relationship. And then I also dated two other women who were in open relationships who were married. Okay. Um, briefly for both of them. So, but you know, I, I think, the so the answer is yes i've gone out with a bunch of people but i think the bigger thing is never losing sight of the fact that just like everybody's different everybody's they're like their own person like the whole idea of like this is how you should approach dating has never made sense to me but how do you ask like how do you personally initiate those conversations or do you just like figure it out well so i mean all of those examples well not all of but basically all of them were like people i met on okcupid so Mm -hmm. i knew going into the meeting that that they were open to it, right? Which is important to me, both because I want to make sure that everything's above board and ethical. Yeah. Have you ever said like, I have one night a week or like, I'd like to have sex with you one night a week or like my idea of seeing you is a, a date mm-hmm. and sex. Like I don't, cause I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, managing time is like the most yeah, tricky when, and important like, part like of when it, I'm right? Seeing people... I'm a, but I'm a crazy scheduler, like my calendaring is like do you like scheduling are you good at it i'm very good at it and i and i and i do like it so we talk about calendaring a lot and like when so the one story i was going to say that's like sort of relevant to this is when i started dating one of the women who was married yeah um i remember she laughed very hard because i was like we'd been like walking around and just sort of talking about you know where we grew up and our educations and our jobs and all that kind of normal stuff and then i just turned to her and i was like so Tell me about your descent into the filth of non-monogamy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the, that was like how I brought it up, and yeah. and sort of heard her story of how like how she ended up there. So it's not what you talk about first. It wasn't that time, oh but again, gosh. it's like it's, I might be doing things way wrong. It, well, it's I under, also when it's, people it's, are like when they want to hang out, I'm like, what do you want? What do you want to do? Do you want to do touches? Like after we've met yeah. each other once, I'm like, okay. Should we just get naked? Because that's like the context that I've had for relationships and dates for the last several years. Well, I love that. I think that's the best. Because I can't can do that because I'm too shy. When Hannah and I finally had sex one night, we like had gone to dinner and then we were at a bar drinking and I was just like ready to like just sit there and like order more drinks all night because like I didn't know it was like I'm not going to be like, hey, let's go back to my place. We were near my place and she was like, do you want to go? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to go. Thank you for asking because I'm not going to ask that. I have a question for you. What's the most forward thing you've ever done? Ooh, um, I have a roommate and we have an Airbnb room in our apartment because we have we have more than two bedrooms. And this one weekend, this woman came over. She was staying in New York for a wedding. Mm-hmm. And so she was there the first night and she just came in and whatever. It was fine. Second night, she comes back after they'd been out like at the at the wedding it was so i guess that was saturday night they'd had the wedding and then she came back and they were supposed to be going out and she came back and we were just sitting on the couch watching tv and she was like i don't want to go out with my friends and and we were like well you can like just like hang out with us and so she ended up like chatting with us for like probably an hour and she kept like looking at her watch and being like i need to go and like see these people but i just don't want to and then eventually (laughs) and so we like got to know her a bit through that and then she had to go and she left 
And then on Sunday night, she was supposed to meet this guy who she knew from New York whom she'd hooked up with. And like, he was always like, hey, if you ever come to New York, like, let me know and we can hook up. Yeah. And she was like, okay, great. So she was like, had plans to meet him. So she was like sitting at this bar and he basically had ghosted her all weekend. Ew. Yeah. Hate ghosts. Terrible, right? Don't do ghosting, you guys. It's so easy to be like, hey, something's come up. You could literally just say that or just like, hey, not happening anymore. Right. Yeah. So she was pissed. So she's sitting at this bar and she just texts us and she's like, hey, I'm at this bar around the corner from your apartment. You guys should come by and hang out. And and so my roommate and I, we have we've always we'd always had this like running joke of like, oh, like we should have a threesome with an Airbnb guest, never thinking that this would actually happen. <gasps> but so, Did it happen? So, so then she's like, you should come and hang out at the bar with me. And I'm like, dude, it's going to happen. So then he, I'm like. I'm going to play video games like you go to the bar, see if you can hook up with her. What? So he goes to the so he goes but, so Joey. He, so he goes to the bar and then he texts me a while later and he's like, "You should come to the bar right now." And I'm like, "Oh my god, why?" And he's like, "Just come." And he and he told me after the fact that he just wrote that cuz he just wanted me to come. He was bored. But so I go to the bar and so now we're sitting on either side of her at the bar and uh she starts talking about her relationships and then she's like showing us photos on her phone and like so now I'm like at one point She's holding her phone in her hand and I'm holding her hand holding her phone and she's like using her other hand to scroll through the photos and she's like, oh, oops, there's one of me with a butt plug in. She's like, you know, like face down, ass up and like just like showing us dirty pictures, like sending a lot of signals that like. I show people a lot of naked pictures, but I don't do it with oopses. Yeah. (laughs) And, And she was mad that like this guy had like not called her back because she was trying to get laid. So that's yeah, fucking rude. What's wrong yeah, with them? Well, I'm glad that he didn't. So totally. So then we get back to the house after like spending this like hours like flirting with her at this bar, basically, and her like showing us naked pictures of herself and talking about her life. And uh, she's and, and they haven't eaten dinner. I had eaten when they were at the bar. And so she's like, I'm really hungry. Can we get pizza? And my roommate's like, oh, yeah, do you want me to go order some? I'm hungry, too. So he goes to his room to order pizza. And I, this is now the part where I'm very forward. And basically what, she was lying on the bed in the room and I walk up to the threshold of the doorway and I'm just like, hey, so I don't want you to feel uncomfortable because like this is a woman staying in my house in an Airbnb, right? So I like really yeah. don't want this person to feel uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable, but just like if you want to get weird and I got to the word weird <laughs> and she reaches up and grabs me by the t-shirt and pulls me into the bed and starts making out oh, with me. Oh my <laughs> so, God. So, so there was me being. Fu- it's like a cartoon. I, it was exactly. It was oh my god, that's fucking just like wild, wild. And so, oh my god. And, and so, me being forward was like, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, but if you want to get weird, oh my god. And then it happened. So then I like kicked the door shut, and we're making out, and then I'm like fingering her, and she's like, "Do you want to have sex?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let me just go get a condom." And she's like, "Condom, good idea." Like, yeah, yeah, it is a good idea, definitely. Yeah, we definitely Stranger need a woman. Yeah. Um, and condoms so, are good ideas. So I so I go to my room and I get a condom. And then I get we get naked and we get we start having sex and and then uh, as I'm like in her and we're like making out and she's like she looks up to me and she's like hey do you think your roommate would want to join oh my god and I'm like yeah I I do think he would want to join do you want him to join and she's like yeah that would be great so I just turn my head I'm just gonna call him Bobby right yeah. and I just turn my head and I'm like yo Bobby <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and 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 he shouts back fuck you and i'm like oh and she's like did he just say fuck you and i'm like yeah and she's like why do you think he said that and i was like i don't know and she's like do you think it would work better if i go asked him and i was like yeah 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 i do yeah, think that would. would work better so T- totally so, so she got so so i wait 
Sorry, have you guys had? Did you guys have a threesome before ever? The two of you? No. Had you, okay. No. We, <laughs> no. So so I like pull out of her, and she gets up just naked as the day she was born. And this woman's beautiful. She has like big tits, and she's like covered in hot tattoos, oh and like God. she just looks great. Yeah. And she just walks naked through our living room. How else are you gonna walk? You don't put out clothes. You're gonna stop in the middle of your no, sex definitely like, not, no, right? So she naked. just walks through the living room and goes and knocks on his door, and he's like, "What?" Because he doesn't know it's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Bobby," and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah," and she just opens the door, and I can't imagine just sitting on my bed in my room and just the door opens and just like a gorgeous naked woman is just standing there, like. Can you like? I have a new life. What on earth just <laughs> happened? So so, and she's like, "Hey, do you want to hook up?" And he's like, "Yeah, is that on the table?" And she's like, "Yeah." And so she like jumps into his bed, and so now I'm like running to my room and just like taking my jeans and whatever oh, back my to my God. room. And then I and so I take all Did my. Did you stuff. feel abandoned in that? No, moment? no, no. I, you were, like, I'm, knew what was I'm happening. super excited right okay. now. So I just like get all my shit out, and then I sit down in the living room, also naked, just like sitting at the yes. dining room table, just waiting. And, like, they're going for a while. And then, like, all of a sudden I hear her. And she's like, do you think Joey's still out there? And I just silently shoot my two fists (laughs) into the air. Like, yes! But I don't make any noise. And she's like, yeah, I think Joey probably is out there. And, And then I'm like can I come over now? And I, like, walk into the room. And I and I'm like, okay, now it's, like, consent time. So I'm like, okay, Bobby. I know I'm okay with this, and I know she's okay with this. Are you okay with yeah. this? And he was like, yeah, I'm okay with this. And then she's like, what are we supposed to do now? And yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, I need to be in charge you- right now. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor, and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice, so I'm very excited, and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Fleur. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Yeah, so did I'm you sh- ever run a two-dude threesome before? I, actually, I had. You had? <laughs> I can tell you about after. Please do. <laughs> so, but so, uh, so, so I'm like, okay, uh, Bobby, you go behind her, and her, I, I'm going to call her uh, Annie, and I'm like, Annie, uh, give me head. And so she's just on the foot of the bed, and she starts giving me head, and he starts going at her doggy style from behind. 
And then from there, it was just like, we went for a while and it was like all kinds of different positions. And like, he and I didn't like really interact. Actually, the funny thing though, was at one point she, we were like all three of us lying on the bed and she was in between us and I like reached my arm around her, but then I was like on his back yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, like whatever. So, Wait, like, you said you're straight, right? Yeah, I yeah, am. Okay. Yeah. So is I was like he? never, What's his? yeah, he's straight okay. also, but like, I mean, it, yeah. I, I, like this is where it's sort of like, yeah, I'm totally straight, but like, I don't care about like if I'm going to touch his back I to think that's like have fantastic. a, it's, it was, yeah, it was awesome. It was great. So, so like, then I'm like, I have my hand on his back and we're like having sex with her and like, yeah. and we're like going, so we like play around her. Wait, can I ask how kinky it got? Like what kind, were there any double penetrations? I really just want to know. No, she, so she asked at one point, but I was honestly, I was quite drunk yeah. and pretty tired and yeah. also very nervous. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. was like, not like. It's a lot to do with like strangers in a situation where yeah. you're like, Yeah, so I wasn't like yeah, yeah, yeah. super solid, but she'd asked for it and I was like, oh my God. And I, I am regretful still that like I wasn't able to pull through on that well, because that would have been a really cool thing to do. There remain new horizons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So maybe someday. Maybe but someday. So, and, and I did, get, ultimately I did get to finish. So that was nice as well. Uh, and then she Can stayed. Can I ask where you finished? In the mouth, in her mouth. Mm. Yeah. And had Bobby already finished? Is it, is no, he finished after. after. Okay. Yeah. So I like at that point I was because I had work. It was Sunday and like I have like a office job. job, job. He, he does not. Yeah. So I was just like, guys, this has been awesome. I need to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then I couldn't go to bed because I was just so like in wired. bed, just like wired and just like giggling Holy and like cow. smiling from ear to ear because it's just like my life is fucking wild. That's amazing. This, like this is amazing. Yeah. It was, it was so great. <laughs> And then I remember the next day at work, one of my coworkers who now reports to me was just like, how was your weekend? And I was like, it was great. <laughs> and she was like, why is that? And I was like, it was just really nice. Like, I obviously did not you can't, right? say anything about any of oh, that. Oh, yeah. So at job jobs, at like marketing type office jobs, you probably can't talk about sex very much with coworkers. No, I mean like my coworkers know like as far as my coworkers are concerned I I'm monogamous. Mm. I have a girlfriend. Um yeah. My Hannah says that like like she's always like out with everybody about mm. her openness. Um but I'm just not Parents? You? No, not my parents, not my mm. sister. Most of really? my friends though. Uh cuz obviously Wait, so have they met? Nobody's B? met Nobody's met Hannah. I mean, what about uh, uh, it, like my friends, my friends have, yeah, have yeah, met yeah. Hannah. But your family? My family hasn't. They don't know about her. Oh. Um, she just moved recently. Oh, like I would I, have a big problem with that. If, if you I were, were if you were she, yeah. But I also understand the she, family Well, so we've thing. talked about it. Um, because like, I mean, also we just hit a year, right? So yeah. it wasn't like even that, like now I feel like it's more solid. And I told I her know. a few months ago where I was like, because I did, I was like, I have had like a vision in my mind of like, because also she doesn't, uh, she doesn't really see her family very much. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, like, I don't like the idea that she would have to be alone for the holidays, mm. you know? And like, so I would like to be able to invite her to that. She could come to my family's house. They're great. <laughs> well, then we'll all have to Just go. Just so you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. <laughs> Bridges I Now it's too many people. Yet. Well, um, no, no, no. Not, it's not the number of people. It's the context <laughs> in which I'm bringing so many people home. Yeah. So, you know, I and, and I'm not sure, like, that's the other thing, right? Because, like, I don't want her to be alone for the holidays. Now, this year she's already figured out something. She's going to see some of her family for the okay. holidays. But, like, you know, I would like to have that as an option. Mm -hmm. But, like, how do I cross that bridge? It's, like, yeah. something I haven't figured out. And, like, when I initially told her that, like, I would like to have that happen, I was like, but I'm not sure, like, what the context would be. Like, would you just have to be my friend? Or, yeah. like, because, like, again, it's, like, this thing of, like, I don't want you to feel lesser than. So, like, how? but, like, I'm also not 
necessarily fully ready yet. Because they know to, about B. They, yeah, yeah. Because seven years, you yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, and, and because I've been thinking about it, I am moving myself along mentally towards the place where I am hopefully someday going to tell them about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, I mean, since it's not going to happen this year anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, One step not, at a time. Yeah, exactly. Um, Do Oh, I have a question if it's not too personal for yeah. your are your lady loves how do they identify uh orientation wise they both identify as bi okay yeah um so yeah so that was my airbnb threesome <laughs> wow can you tell us about the other threesome you've been in with two dudes yeah so the other threesome with two dudes was with the guy who is now married to be sister <laughs> oh amazing <laughs> when we were in college he had but not with the sister not with the sister okay. no we were in college so it was before we knew them um but he had a girlfriend and she wanted to do it and yeah. so this was during the summer after i don't remember which year but after some year of college and and so he like texted me and was just like hey like my girlfriend wants to have a threesome. Like, would you be down? Because he knows that I'm like a, down. a pervert. You're and a weird, so yeah, down. Definitely down. When did you start identifying yourself as a pervert? Because mine, I wasn't. As soon as until, I knew the word. <laughs> really? I didn't identify because I still had a lot of like shame that gets thrust upon ladies, even though it's not mine. Yeah. It still hangs around. It wasn't until I met my master two and a half years ago that I was like, I am a pervert. <laughs> yeah. So this is like going back to the beginning, like the one or the two, right? Like, yeah. I just like. I was always like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so, uh, so he texted me, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so, like that, that w- w- was it. His parents' house as well, which is sort Hilarious. of a funny. They have a big house, but yeah, like we were in like a guest room with. And it was me and him and his girlfriend. So that was my first time having that. Oh and gosh. actually, I've had so also at his house during high school. I had a three-person makeout with two girls, Ooh. which was great. And the year before in that, high school. yeah, so that was before that was when I was a, a virgin still because I was a virgin until the summer after I graduated high school. But I made out with two girls in his bed in senior year. Oh, my God. And also the summer before senior year. So the summer before I lost my virginity, I had a threesome with two women, which is I always feel funny because it's like, but you didn't have sex. And I'm like, yeah, but this was it's definitely a threesome. a threesome. So here's so here's that story. I love this one. So another buddy of mine. He's an only child, and <laughs> this is not the beginning I was expecting. Sorry. And so his, yeah. And so and so when his family was going on vacation, uh-huh. they were like, "You can bring a friend," okay, because they okay. didn't need to. They didn't have another right, kid right, to right. bring, got and it, they it. were like, "Oh, he'll be bored." Like part of the reason sometimes people have entertainment, multiple children, is so that they can like play with each other. But mm-hmm. he was an only child, mm-hmm. so they were like, "Oh, like just invite a friend." So he invited me, and so. It's like, yeah, let's go. And they got us our own room. So we were Ooh, in Cape May, New Jersey. Amazing. Yeah. And so we had our own room and we're like, you know, 17 going into senior year of high school. And we're going down to the beach every day and like hanging out and just like doing like stupid like teenage boy shit or whatever. And at night we would go to the boardwalk and just hang out. And we had this whole plan because we wanted to meet girls. You know, we're like 17 year old boys <laughs> and we just like want to meet girls so badly. But also we're 17. So we have no idea really what to do. And so we came up with this whole plan. We were like, OK, here's what we're going to do. We're going to meet two girls and we're going to say, hey, can we get you ice cream? Which I guess like when you're 17, getting you ice cream is like getting you a beer. Yeah, totally. Right? And so we're, like, we're going to we're ask them if they want to get ice cream. And then we get ice cream. We're going to be like, let's go walk along the beach and eat it. And then when we're on the beach, we'll all make out. OK, I just want to point something out that occurred to me. Beers are acceptable. Drinks are acceptable. Ice cream's acceptable. Candy from strangers. <laughs> 
red flag. Yeah, if I had been like, here, have these lollipops, yeah. the girls would have probably left, right? I don't know. I and mean, maybe that's just like an age difference thing when you're children and that's a good rule, but just just saying I guess it that- wasn't, I didn't bring my own ice cream. I was like buying them ice yeah, cream yeah, yeah. from the shop. You could see. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> So anyway, so we had this like yeah, nobody pulls drinks out of their pocket, right? That point. would you would probably think that was even weirder than candy. That's wouldn't what I'm you? saying. <laughs> I'd be like, that's definitely roofies. So we had, the, and then we're like, and then we'll get to the beach and we'll make out with them. And so, great, great, hanging out, and uh, this, and then one night these two girls come along and they just walk up to us and they're like, hey, which is like again not something that I would mm. ever do. I would never walk up to two girls and just be like, hey. But they walked up to us and they were like, hey, and we were like, hi. And then we started chatting with them for a little while. And then it was like, all right, game time. And we're just like, hey, can we buy you ice cream? And they're like, no, but do you want to go for a walk on the beach? Um, <laughs> so they were just like knew the whole plan. Yeah. Or like, we don't need ice cream. Yeah. So we went to <laughs> skip the wasting time. So we went to the beach and we started making out with them and we laid down and we like paired off. And they started giving us How did you decide who was who? It just happened. Like okay. there was no decision making really. It just, it was I, just I guess like, they picked. Okay. <laughs> Um, great yeah smart so, and I wasn't going to be fussy about it <laughs> so so we lay down on the beach and they start giving us head which is awesome and then yeah. like we like side by side yeah or? we were next to each other on the beach in public at You're night magic. 17 years old just like getting head on the beach oh my god amazing yeah. and then like again like with just like the like craziness of my sex life like all of a sudden like I finished and then like two minutes later there's an, a massive thunderstorm just like the sky like opens up and they're like we have to go and they just run away what <laughs> and we didn't even know their names oh we had no contact information gosh. fucking nothing do you think they were even real do you but think they were they were total job ghosts <laughs> so so that's a foursome i guess ish yeah blowjob yeah. ghosts. i was like so in my own head that's amazing Yes, they were definitely blowjob ghosts, <laughs> except so then like we wake up the next morning and we're like in such a good mood about it. And we're like, but shit, we're never going to find them again. We don't know their names. We don't know where they're staying. We don't have their phone numbers, nothing. I'm like, OK, well, whatever. So we go to the boardwalk again the next night and they find us. Ah, missed connection. Yeah. Real life. See, people back then knew how to find each other. Just go to the place where you were. Yeah. Just go to the place. Yeah. So we went to the place where we had been and they found us and they That's were amazing. And they were like. Hey, like, can we go to your hotel room? And we were like, yeah. And they were like, great, because we want to play strip poker. <laughs> I love them. These girls I love are them. amazing. Like, yeah. I don't know who you are. If you listen to this podcast, Somehow. I fucking love you. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. <laughs> so, so we're like, yeah. And they, like, didn't know how to play strip poker. Also, they didn't care, right? So they were just like, so we're just, like, cheating, like, rampantly. The and, way to and, play strip poker is to lose as fast as possible. Exactly. So then, like, we're all, like, in the beds with, like, pillows, like, you know, hotel pillows, like, covering ourselves <laughs> and we're, like, naked or whatever. I wish you guys could see the gestures <laughs> I'm like, I'm, like, putting a, a pillow over my breasts and like yeah, crotch right and uh and and they're like so we were thinking it would be fun if we switched tonight <laughs> i'm like them. yeah I that's love fine them. i love them but my buddy is like so he had, he had a girlfriend i was single at the time but he had a girlfriend but she'd given him a hall pass for the vacation mm-hmm. which again is like i don't know what at it was 17. about our school yeah but like, seriously great place apparently but he was having like personal guilt about it Aww. so he just is like you know what? Actually, I'm going to go to the boardwalk and play some video games. You guys should stay here with Joey. Oh, my God. What and he, a friend. I know. I fucking love this friend. guy. Still, They're still friends. Yeah. And like, oh, my God. So he just like left the room. 
And so then they just like jumped me. And so then I'm like making out with one and fingering her while the other one's giving me head. So yeah, I was a virgin, but that's definitely a threesome. Like I would be very happy to have that today. Holy cow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So do you have threesomes with your current partners? No, I haven't had a threesome since, well, other than the one with my roommate um, in a long time. And How does that make you feel? I mean, it's fine. I would love to have a threesome. It doesn't make me feel bad. Like I feel like having a threesome is an extremely great privilege. (laughs) Do you talk about having threesomes or is it not that big of a desire or is it, is it a time thing? Is it a, cause I feel like the worst part about threesomes, threesomes are great when they magically happen. Mm-hmm. I, like when your friend leaves, like when your friend leaves, <laughs> when your friend is a fucking dope friend and just leaves and is like, gives please, you a threesome on a, a silver threesome. platter. Yeah. Like, but those are, and those are the ways that I have stumbled into threesomes. And the one time that I attempted to have a threesome on purpose with my master, it happened. I'm ex master. It happened. Mm-hmm. And it was a much more stressful process. Yeah. And that's the part where I was like, oh, I must be an adult because this is effort. And yeah, this sucks. You have to plan it. <laughs> like, yeah. And I think that's part of why it hasn't happened. Like, I know for, so I do talk about it with both of them. Um, but it's just never, I've never gotten much traction. Like, and I think mm-hmm. they're both, theoretically open to it like nobody says no right but it's just like the circumstances would have to be right people would have to be right um and so there just hasn't been the right confluence of factors to to make that happen and i know that if i am pushy about it that's gonna lower my chances of it happening right pushiness is never good right pushiness isn't sexy yeah so i just kind of like occasionally will either bring it up Mostly, like, in a joking manner. Do you check out chicks together? That's um, one of my favorite things to do with partners so, who also like chicks. So B, so B's into that. Mm-hmm. Hannah actually gets, like, mad when I check out people oh. when I'm with her. Um, or maybe not mad, but she, she doesn't appreciate it. She, okay. You know, she she feels like it's sort of disrespectful to her. Like, I should be, if we're on a date, I should be focusing on on her. Um, Does which she is, think you turn your eyeballs off? Because I think that's a little bit silly. Uh, Unless you can do that, in which I, case, I mean, that well, so is, I didn't, but now wow. because I know that it's upsetting to her, I am much more intentional about like laser beam focus, not looking at other people. Yeah, because because I don't want her to feel like disrespected or like you know uh, anything negative. But don't like you that. think the fact that you are showing up and spending time, valuable time, because you're only getting older, and the fact that you're spending time with her at all should just demonstrate, and this is just me talking about my own feelings and <laughs> projecting all over the place. <laughs> well, yeah, that, like, that's the thing. I can't tell her, you know, how to feel about it, and I, I have to hear Well, her. I can just wonder about it out loud. I'm yeah. not telling anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so, you know, like, I, <coughs> I've been through it now with her enough times to know that, like, it's it's not going to go well for me mm. uh, to, mm-hmm. to do that. So, so I... I, and I still screw up, and she lets me know when I do. Okay, fair. <laughs> but but uh, but I try to be much more careful about it because I, you know, I don't want to upset her. I love her. I'd like to get into some specifics. Uh, this is gonna be a long episode, you guys. You're so lucky. <laughs> You're welcome. All that means is you have more to listen to, and I might have to spend a little bit more money uploading it. It's fine. It's like five dollars. But also. <laughs> If you want to be responsible for the difference that's going to happen this month, you could go to patreon.com slash wildly. I'm practicing plugging it. I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> no pressure. You're doing good. No pressure. You're doing no well. pressure. No pressure. What am I trying to say? I want to hear specifics of your likes, dislikes. And like, I would love to hear real time things if you're willing to share. Nothing if it's too personal, but. What are you into currently? What are some of your favorite things in general? What other amazing standout magical. <laughs> 
blowjob threesome nymphs have you encountered? <laughs> like, I just have this vision of you walking into a forest and wood nymphs coming to life from the trees and just like fucking you. And, See, I like, wish. Do you know what I mean? It, it's well, so funny. Have you been to a forest in Greece? Because I feel like that's where it might. That's happen. where I should go. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just saying that because of Hercules. I don't. Know. But it's so it's it's so funny that you say that because like I tell all these stories and it's like oh I have had like a lot of yep. like really remarkable great experiences in my life and at the same time i feel like i am not somebody who gets hit on or like looked at on the subway or you know what like it it's so it's there's like the, and and maybe it's just the shyness or i don't know what it is but like, i would I, offer that it's probably some sort of energetic field that you're creating just to sound super woo woo right now if you are so polite because i have a version of that and then lately i've been practicing how do I say this without sounding fucking insane? Just practicing being open. I'm very open sometimes and sometimes I feel closed. And lately, like like as in the last three or four days, my development has been like, don't be afraid to make eye contact and say the friendly thing. And it, I don't know, it, feel, it makes me feel better in the world. So. It worked with your uh, Trader Joe's story. My, I had so many good stories. I think I'm going to tell them tonight when I'm wiggling. So if you if you guys want to go watch the stories from today, What's the day today? go watch the wiggle video from September 18th. I believe today's going to be day 143 of wiggling. Is that when you do like... I wiggle every day for at least a minute I now. always hear you say that, but I've not seen it, so I didn't know what that meant, but now I know. <laughs> That's part of it. That's part of it. I did introduce Joey to wigglibrations today, which is when you receive a compliment. For example, Joey, you look very handsome tonight. Now you react. Oh, I agree. Thank you. And he's wiggling his arms. He's wiggling his body in joy. And we're doing it together as a celebration. It just like makes you smile. To receive the compliment and share it together. So I encourage everyone to practice wigglibrating in your life. That's what I'm calling it, wigglibrating. Like think of it as a calibration, but a wiggle, wiggle celebration equals wigglibration. And it is such a fun way to receive compliments because it allows you to really fully take it in and share it with that person in the silliest fucking way possible. Yeah. I encourage it. <laughs> so specific likes, dislikes. I'd love to know more about kinks if you're into them. Maybe start with your penis. What is it like? <laughs> this is a funny story about this too. So I and I, I'm gonna kind of like ruin everything by telling this because the fact of the matter is like I have a, I, I can't. Many women tell me that I have a very nice big penis. I hope they tell you that. Well, yeah, but that so that so there was this guy <laughs> in high school who always talked about so, how his. Cock was so big that he had to like wrap it around his thigh and tape it down. And he obviously didn't, right? He was just like being like a weird asshole or whatever. Like, and so I heard him doing this and I was just, just, and also when I was in that trip in Cape May that I was telling you about before with the threesome, yeah. there was a guy on the boardwalk who was talking to some girls at one point. And he was like, my dick's so big. If I fuck you, I'm going to split you apart in three because you'll get split in half and your head will pop off, right? So I like, don't think that's very sexy. No, personally. it's not sexy, but also it's just like, everybody's like talking about how fucking big their dick is. And so yeah. I just made this decision to always say that my dick was really small. And that- Wait, to say it? Why yeah, would you yeah. say it? Because it's funny to me. And I thought that everybody would understand that that's like sarcastic and like self-deprecating. I not, don't know if that's Well, it true. didn't work because then like there was this girl who I had a crush on who I'm still friends with. And, and uh, we hooked up like after high school at one point. And she, when we- we're like in the back of my car and she was like giving me head and she was like, you have like a pretty big dick. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, I always thought it was small. And I was like, why did you think that? And she's like, cause you said so. <laughs> it's like, that was sarcastic. 
don't think I would understand that as sarcasm. <laughs> Even like today, I'd be, and today, current me would be like, wait, are you saying that as actually? And are you telling me because you want me to buy you a cock extender before we get <laughs> naked? And I've never used one of those, but I'm open to it. We also don't need to do that. I would like to hear about what, like these are the awkward conversations but like, but that like, I'm attempting to I will to say have. like, like the, the whole, like it, it went to like absurdity where I'm just like, oh, like you can't see my cock with a microscope. My cock is two cells long. Like that's not. No, that's a very, <laughs> okay. That's clearly an exaggeration. <laughs> Clear, oh, I mean. <laughs> Cells, yeah. It's got to be bigger than two cells. Yes. <laughs> or you can't see it with a microscope. That's what microscopes do. That's a literal micro penis. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what do you like about it? What feels best? Are you circumcised? Um, can you tell me about your hardness and softness patterns? I haven't gotten to talk to too many men about their penises, and I'm always <laughs> nervous about asking questions because it is very personal. But uh, Yeah. Um, so I am circumcised, and... When I masturbate, I'll generally make a, a tight ring with my thumb and my forefinger and then maybe like a bit of a looser one with the other three fingers. I'm copying his move and, on the video. And then put it around the, uh, what's that called at the crown? There's a corona, right? Yeah, where the where the head meets the shaft and like move the foreskin. Just with these fingers? Just mostly Just with, the move the foreskin over the corona, over the tip of the, yeah. the helmet or whatever, right? Um and then have the other fingers sort of like running along the shaft, but more gently. What so sort of pressure with the other fingers? They're lighter. Like it, it'll be tighter on the ring at the top and then softer with the other three against the uh, palm. Question, technical question. I noticed that when men touch themselves, they, unless we've been fucking a lot and there's already like some natural lube happening, they're usually doing it dry in mm -hmm. a way that seems to work for them. However, as a female attempting to give hand jobs, it somehow ends up feeling stickier. What's the solution? How do I fix that? Yeah, so the so what you got to do is get the get the <laughs> I got shy after I asked it. <laughs> you get the foreskin, um, and you kind of like, I would say like bunch for me. I mean, everybody's yeah, yeah, gonna be yeah. different, right? But yeah. like bunch the foreskin up just under the head, mm -hmm. and then put the fingers under that so yeah. that you can kind of run the foreskin up over the head. Yep, and then pull it back. That down. makes sense. That's um, like my clitoris can't be touched directly. Like you have to put, you have to give her some cover. Yeah. Cause, well, because also if you were like, yeah, if you, like you can't run your fingers directly against the head because there's no, that skin has no mobility. Yeah. Right. But the skin on the shaft. You just like pinch it. Does. Right. So you need, so you need shaft skin to cover the yeah. penis. Yeah. Um, so the best way to do that is to take the foreskin and kind of like bunch it up at the top. And like, I imagine if I had foreskin, which I'm sort of regretful maybe that I don't although I you didn't get to pick I didn't get to pick also like it does seem like there are aspects of it that could be a big hassle but I hear it's fine if you it's probably if you understand fine. how to clean yeah. yourself and then you and then there, this would be less of a thing um but yeah so also in normal circumstances sometimes there are other things that happen that are complications and that has nothing to do with hygiene right. just literally stating that yeah but yeah so like if you just grab a guy's cock yeah and don't do that then like it's not going to work because you're going to have hand skin I against think the head. part of it is angles as well. Because yeah, Because it's like, if I am, if I'm It's harder, angle, to, like, if you're standing in front of somebody, opposite, that doesn't yes, work. And it's, that's, it's better to, like, be, yeah, to like, be like where their arm would be. Mm -hmm, yeah, exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, how are your balls? Um, so I don't love get, like, they're pretty sensitive. Uh -huh. So I don't really get them played with very much because it, it very quickly can be, like, too much pressure mm, for me. Pressure, okay. Yeah, like, it'll, like, like uncomfortably so. Yeah, yeah. What about like licking or kisses or a little bit of like, not scratching, but like nails just being slightly dragged across. Yeah, that can be wise. nice. Honestly, it's very uh, ticklish. 
Ah, so like sometimes okay. I can't do it not because it like is painful at yeah, all, yeah, yeah. but just because like I'll just like kick and like mm-hmm. wiggle, mm-hmm. <laughs> like wiggling. Yeah, is, wiggling has its places. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's like I almost wish that I could like enjoy. It. But like there is like there have been times where it like works. It's sort of a bit situational too, I guess. Yeah. But for the most part, either I'm gonna find that the pressure is too hard, mm-hmm. or it's gonna be too ticklish, mm-hmm. and that Goldilocks zone is is not common. When you're receiving head, what are some of your favorite things to experience um got to be very wet right mm-hmm. and i think it is how can you give head with not wet well you can like, like a dry mouth very wet yeah or like like um so you know when there's when like somebody like deep throats and it kind of like gets that like deep oh, I spit know. from the back of that's the throat that's one of my favorite things about yeah. deep throat so that's like it that's, creates this amazing lubrication yes that and it also makes you snotty and cry-eyed but it's i know great. which is also sexy to me i know i think it's great <laughs> and then if you have mascara it gets messy that's the yeah, only time like that i like, like wearing makeup oh, yeah it's really fucking hot <laughs> yeah um yeah. especially because it makes me so bamboozled and then i'm just like hee hee. <laughs> like, yeah so like that's you know where and then like i think it is good to kind of switch it up at points throughout and like take the face off and and just stroke yeah uh, with the hand or like do the the mouth with the mm-hmm. hand turning twisting, twisting thing, yeah. But I honestly generally don't get head to completion because I feel like it's a lot of work. Like it's hard for me to come that way. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a menu option. Yeah, but I just, like I'll, I'll, it'll it'll sometimes be like the starting point. But I yeah. just like I'm always like, oh, like I don't want to make you do that much work. <laughs> so it's just like, has it occurred to you that partner might really enjoy giving head? If yeah, if it were somebody who like there haven't been a lot of women I've hooked up with who really love giving head and are just like, please like, let me give you more head. Mm-hmm. Um, if there, if that were the case, I would totally be good for that. Yeah. Um, but short of that, I'm not going to like, it's not important enough to me to like, like, cause I don't value it that highly either. If I yeah. valued it really highly too, then I would put more emphasis on it. But has there ever been a moment where you've had to ask for something and it's felt difficult? Maybe threesomes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Like, how do you bring, how does one bring that up? Yeah, or like group sex in general or like going to a a sex party. Have you been to sex parties and had group sex? I've not. No, that's that's on the bucket list. Mm. I feel I I hear there's some great ones in New York. Yeah, I feel good about it for some point in the next 12 months probably. I don't know. Nothing's nothing's certain, but. Do you have an idea of what you might like to, I was going to say accomplish. That's not the right word. Like what you would like to partake in just the first time you go. And then maybe like some someday goals or I don't yeah, know if they overlap. I think, so I go back and forth on this because part of me thinks that when I actually get to that, if, if I get to that, I think I probably will. But when I'm actually like in the room there, I may find myself so nervous that I can't actually do anything other mm. than just like be in the space and kind of like I'll need that first time to get acclimated. So yeah, it, might totally. be, it might be as little as watching. nothing but going yeah, yeah and watching. Um and sort of on the other end of that would be like, I would be, I, I would like, I like the idea of like getting into a pile with like five or six people or just like, you know, whether that's like an actual group sex or whether that's like couples next to each other, yeah. watching each other have sex um, and sort of everything up and down the path, you know, just having sex with my partner in the room where there's other people or even just like going to a, a party where like people are naked and then going with my partner to like a more private space to just have sex with the two of us and then yeah. go back like sort of everything along that whole spectrum uh, is interesting to me and like I would like to get to the more intense end of that but I don't know if the first time I go I could actually manage it. Totally. Um, 
And then, of course, there's the aspect of like, what is my partner looking for? And so when I go, yeah, it's oh, gonna, you yeah. know, I'm going to make Oof. sure that we have like a very explicit conversation because the best practice is check in throughout. Right. Yes. And the, but the best practice I've always heard is like establish what you're going to like, where is the line ahead yep. of time? And yep. then don't in the moment make a decision to you go don't past negotiate it. up. Right. Don't negotiate up. Exactly. Um, so, you know, but because I've not had like the specific plan to go to one on some night, I haven't had to have that talk with right. anyone yet. Will you tell me about your kinky self? Yeah, I'm like mildly into the BDSM stuff, but it's not really like my thing. I just like I what get what flavor of mild. Mild is such a unspecific no, no. word. <laughs> um, like I would be totally if 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 I were dating a woman who wanted any of that, absolutely, like no problems with doing it. But it wouldn't be the thing that I'm in request, right? Well, but so, like, do you, are you experienced? Do you know how to hit someone in the face safely? Like, do and do you want to really? Yeah. So like, I, I do enjoy slapping when when it's when the permission's there. Yeah. Um, and I have, I, I really find it very fucking sexy to just like tell my girlfriend to open her mouth and spit into it and stuff like yeah. that is super hot to me. Um, Spank. I did not realize how much of a thing spitting is for people. Like people, oh, so sexy. especially lately, some people are like, it's so sexy. And some people are like, I would never allow myself to be spit upon. And I like, I'm into it if the person's into it. I don't really have any strong feelings about it. I'm like, sure, spit on, do all the things. And it didn't occur to me as like degrading type of play. And yeah. I'm just like, I already have your spit in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, because we've been making it. out. Yeah. Right? I remember one time when I was, one of the women I was dating, this is, off topic but just quick tangent she Me was too. we were like sharing either food or a beverage or something and she was like oh like do you mind and i was like i eat your pussy like i don't care if we share a spoon <laughs> yeah um but sometimes people don't draw no that. they have different opinions about it yeah i get it and that was that was I mean, somebody a long get time it, ago but i know it exists yeah um so spitting so, like. so spitting yeah like i'm very maybe this is part of why i'm so shy about like approaching people sometimes because like honestly I very much want to do like humiliation and, and degradation type stuff, but like I want to know that it's fine and, and above board, right? That's also very important to me about it. And so uh, maybe that's why like I don't approach women because it's like, oh, like if you actually knew like the kind of degrading like awful oh, shit. Like that what <laughs> on this anonymous podcast? Well, so, so like, so, like the spit, example, so the spitting thing, for okay. example, right? Slapping a face. Is it specifically spitting into the mouth or spitting wherever? Wherever, okay. but particularly the mouth, okay. but also okay. in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, spanking a little less so. Um, ass to mouth, which I've never done. Uh, like a rim job, or no, like, like fucking like fucking somebody in the ass and then having them blow me. I've done that. <laughs> um, I never had. Okay, and I was always like, "Is it gonna taste weird?" And it it didn't yet. Did like, you douche your ass or just? I can't remember. I mean, like in general, yes, that's happened a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Every time we went ass to mouth, probably not. And I know people were probably going to write me things that I didn't research properly and tell me all of the, okay, I'll do my research and tell you guys what I discovered. <laughs> Whatever. So, sometimes. You're fine and it's fun, so. I had a great time. Yeah. Uh, no complaints. So, yeah. yeah. I'm not as interested in, like, tying, although I have, hand, I have handcuffs and I have handcuffed mm -hmm. before, but I've never done, like, ropes. I've never, yeah. like, been in a place where they've done suspension or like I don't even know the names of all of them but the big things that they have in the dungeons like the Andrew's Cross St. Andrew's right? Cross yeah uh, spanking never, like, horses yeah those kinds of things cages. stocks I mean I guess it would be cool to like like somebody who's in stocks like to, to fuck them in that position mm. but it's more just 
it's because they're stuck there, not because of the bondage itself. I mean, they're related, so it's hard they to tease related. that apart. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? What about going with down toys, on ladies? Love to love to. Eat but like, pussy. do you have a move, or do you? How do you figure out a new person? Oh yeah, tell our tell our people how you figure out a new person. What's your method? Um, if you have one. So. When I when I go down on someone, I'll generally start like, I'll ki- you know making out, then I'll kiss and suck on the tits, and then sort of kiss down the stomach, kiss along the thighs and the legs, and then sort of circularly kiss closer and closer until I finally get to the vagina, mm-hmm. and then uh, usually I'll start without a finger, especially if it's like the first time I'm going down on somebody. I'll have been fingering them probably. Yeah. But uh, I'll start without it, and I'll do more of like a a vertical lick along the clit, um, and then after a while, I'll start doing more of like a sucking on the clit rather than mm. a rather than a licking, and then it'll sort of be a combination of those where I'm sucking the clit and sort of swirling it with my tongue as it as like the whole clit is sucked into my mouth and mm-hmm, kind of like mm-hmm. going in and out. But it you know you find that it, it varies very much from person to person what sort of contact is too much yeah. or what's great or whatever. And so I very much depend on them to give me the nudges in the, in the right direction too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause you find that it's different from person to person and some people, you know, want head like, cause I generally would rather like give somebody head so that they can make sure they come first before mm-hmm. we have uh, penis and vagina sex. Mm-hmm. But some people don't want that. Right. They just want to like get to the sex. So mm-hmm. then we do that. And some people like have a harder time coming during penetration Whereas others, you know, can do that more easily. So yeah, it sort of just varies a lot. Have you ever had a woman or a female bodied partner be like, hey, can you go down on me more? No, I don't think so. Like, it's if anything, it's going to be like, okay, I have to stop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to quit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think about 69ing? I like it. Yeah. I know that like not everybody really likes it. I recently started to love it again. Like for a while I was fun. like, I can't, I can't focus. And now, now that I'm less outcome oriented and I'm more just interested in touches and body things and feelings, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's how orgasms can sneak up on me too. Mm-hmm. When I'm just in the moment experiencing things rather than, I mean, I am such a nervous orgasmer. If I think about it, I can't, I have stopped myself mid come so many times oh. because I know it's so annoying it's like robbing yourself yes and it's I, mean, I feel shame about it and I haven't talked about it on the podcast very much because I feel shame about oh, it because shame. well but it's like I have a sex podcast and I you know and I learned a couple things and so then it's just like oh but well, that still happens to me so you know that's my own thing that I'm still working through and and it's heavily related to anxiety levels so when I feel like, I know what's happening with a partner. Like, I know what we're doing. I know that they're going to touch me a certain amount or that there's a certain amount of just, like, clear frame security. Mm-hmm. And by clear frame, I just mean, like, I don't have to worry about what's about to happen, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's why kink has been so useful for me. Because even recently, I was with a partner that was relatively casual, a new person, and we fucked. And then I was laying there and I didn't know how to leave because it's been five years since I've left, oh, is this two in real time? I don't know. Will I cut it later? I don't know. 
But I didn't know how to leave. So here's my question. A new question. How do you extract yourself? Or do you just spend the night? <laughs> I like, I don't end up in many hookups. And so like, and, and the few that I have, they've generally been at my place. And like, I'm more of a sleepoverer anyways. I have been that. And now I'm like, I'm just sleeping alone in my king size bed. I don't know. You have a king size bed? I have a king size bed all to myself. At, since I've gotten the king size bed, I had my master who was a married person. He did spend the night in it twice yeah. in the two over two year relationship. <laughs> And that was it. Those were only nights together. Yeah. And so it's mostly been empty. It's, it's been starfish. Yeah. That's what I would a do. A wild fit. A wild star. Wild star. Wild starfish. <laughs> but uh, it's, I, I've had partners who like don't want to stay over as much for various reasons. Some mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, like I have a pet and I need to get yeah, back yeah, and yeah. take care of the pet. Other people, they just don't like it. I am. If you're like, I got to go feed my cat now. <laughs> like really obvious. Le- no, but it could be legit. But cats are fine for a while. It's maybe more about the person, right? Yeah. Like, the cat will be fine, but they won't feel fine as a cat parent. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Right. I mean, that that is actually recently true for me. Anyway. I get attached. Like, I'm not very good at, like, just a hookup. Most people, and I think that's partly why, like, most of the people I've hooked up with in my life are people that I've known for a while. Another thing that I've figured out in the past few years as I've been dating non-monogamously is, like, I don't have to want to, like marry you or like make yeah. you my girlfriend but like i love the idea because i have so many friends and because i'm yeah. so extroverted it's like if i have a friend who i'm attracted to like i wish sometimes that i was gay because like i have a lot of guy friends who are cute and like yeah, you do i just wish i could like you know want to fuck them but i just don't well right? time wise it's probably just speaking as a person who is attracted to 90 percent of the population like from a time perspective, it's probably great that you're not attracted to so many people. Or I just <laughs> well, I'm imagine attracted it to, be... well, yeah, but like, but with my girlfriends, with women who yeah, are yeah, friends yeah. of mine, like, I do feel like, oh, like it would be so nice if the world were more set up where, like, hey, we like each other as I friends, have that. and we I can, do that yeah, with a lot of. And so basically, all my friends who've wanted to fuck me at this point, <laughs> I think have. If, yeah. If they haven't, then I have no idea they want to fuck me. So you're you're doing the thing that I wish was just more like common in the world. I think and, it's a great way to live. Yeah. And I I haven't seen a lot of them regularly in a while, but it's because when I was with my ex master, I was like time wise, I was doing my thing, and I saw him once every week or two, and that was. Because we had such crazy extended sessions, like yeah. I was good with that. Like yeah. seven hours once a week was fine for me. <laughs> <laughs> seven hours. Wow, that would be a lot. I that's know. Awesome. I, will, I don't know. It's insane. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, that's so going back then to the hookups thing, it's like if you're hooking up with somebody who you actually know yeah. and have a relationship with, the, you know, not like dating relationship, yeah. but just a relationship, a friendship with. Then it's not weird if it's like 830 and you're done and you're just like, you're right. hey, I'm not going to I just I'm made just- it awkward. Because then I added, you don't feel used, do you? And then I was just like, just fucking stop talking. Like, just stop <laughs> talking and leave. Like, just be a confident person and walk out the door. Like, this was really fun. Let's do this again. And that's true. And all of those things were true. And I am I am excited to see this person again. Yeah. And he's great. And we had a nice time. And I was so fucking awkward. And I was just, and that's why I just, like, walked to the car. And then he had to walk me to my car to let me out of the gate. And I just, like, was in a little ball of shame. Um just for just like not shame, like embarrassment, shame, like yeah. shame of being embarrassed. So if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sexual advice, how old would you be and what would you advise yourself? I think that I would probably go back to myself at somewhere between like 11 and 14, like that age range and say, just don't worry so much. Like you will have sex. Like women, oh, women will were be you like a. Tri- yeah, I, well, it was more that I was like so horny, and I was just oh, like, "Is yeah. this ever gonna happen?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, but like, 
it turned out like pretty well, right? So if I could just go back and be like, don't worry, just like kind of calm down. Everything's going to be fine. You're going to have a great time. Yeah. Just, you know, and like, and maybe that would have helped, you know, theoretically in this world where you can go back in time and talk to yourself, um, have, have some confidence and because you have less anxiety, I feel like having less anxiety is inherently more confident. Yes. Agree. Totally. Do you have a sex question for me? I do. And, and it's sort of a, a weird one. So tell me. I if, know you also gave me a heads up and then I didn't answer it because we were talking instead. <laughs> so I'm going to have to think. Now. So, yeah. So, so think of if, if you could you give me an example of somebody hitting on you and they say yes. effectively the same thing, but in three different ways. And in one of those ways, you're going to receive it and think like, oh, my God, that's sexy and hot. I really like this. And in another way that they might say it instead of thinking it's sexy and hot, you're going to think, oh, like, whatever, that's fine. And then in, like, the third way, it's more like, oh, that's weird and gross. Like, you're turning me off and I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like, how can somebody sort of say the same thing in three different ways? What are the changes that happen that make those gradations happen from, like, something that's sexy to something that's, like, awful? I'm going to attempt to give a good answer here. Also, I have multiple ideas about how to answer this question. Let's see if I can give a clear example with some version of the phrase suck this dick or you want to suck this dick or Mm -hmm. I want you to suck my dick or Mm -hmm. suck my dick. Some Mm -hmm. version of that. So I can see several bad versions of that where the worst one is I'm not remotely interested in that person and that has happened. Like I was a bartender for a while and there were definitely moments where there would be that like hey, baby, I got a big dick if you want to suck it. You know, and it's a drunk person. And also I'm a bartender and I'm just like, oh, yeah, leave me a big tip and maybe I'll see your tip. You know, like that sort of thing. And inside I'm just like, ew, you're gross, even if they're cute. Like it's and that's the thing, too. So I just I am not a visuals first person. So like I'm much more likely to have a person that other people might not qualify as quote-unquote attractive in a physical way so i think the sexiest way would be some version of and again it depends on the context because there's a different positive version for someone i've just met versus someone who i've been fucking Mm -hmm. and so i think the easiest great version is my ex-master was fantastic he was a writer and was fantastic at dirty writing and he would work it into our kind of everyday emails. So we went through a period of time where we were only communicating via email unless we were seeing each other in person. And we wrote some of the sexiest emails and he would do things like, I miss you. I hope you're having a good day. I hope your morning is good. I'm thinking of our dirty session last week. I want to miss you. I'm not even doing his words justice. I should, oh God, I'm, maybe I'll see if I could read. I'd have to, I would ask him permission before I would read anything he'd written to me, but he would work things in like, I'm dreaming of the gorgeous mouth of yours on my cock, deep-throating me as I hold your head down, blah, 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 blah. And that would get me really, really turned on, you know? So, or or just in person, uh, now you're allowed to worship this master's cock. Like, worship your master's cock. Show him how much you love it. Like, that sort of stuff. Very sexy. Or even just, like, suck this dick. Very sexy. Because we have context of relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think it's still possible for... Well, I'm giving you more than three versions. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> uh, then I think there's a version where someone you've just met... If there's enough context, but also I'm a different person than a lot of people. So 
So I think for me, it's about anchoring it in human connection, even if we're only going to be together for a night or a moment, or we may never see each other again. And I think that there's a really sexy way to connect as, as friendly people, gauge sexual interest, find out if they're comfortable with dirty talk, at which point, even if you're still out in the world. So I'm thinking of this guy that I met when I was in Cuba and we talked, actually, it started with the ethical slut. So maybe everyone go out and read the ethical slut and use that or use this podcast. Maybe tell them about this podcast as a as a way to get into talking. But I think those are really useful ways to catapult ourselves into conversations around sex and personal preferences. And then if you find out that the person is into dirty talk or like is curious about trying dirty talk, you could say something like, would you like to suck this dick? Or like, I'd like you to suck this dick. How do you feel about that? Mm -hmm. And then the person has full agency to say yes or no, assuming the partner is respectful. And then I think just the medium bad version of if you're vibing with someone and they're just like, hey, I'm super into you. I'd love to have you suck my cock. Mm -hmm. I would just be like, huh. <laughs> like, like I probably, even in a situation where even if I already wanted to, if they said it really boring, I w that's a turnoff for me. And and I think it also speaks to just like lack of personal engagement because it's like if you just want a mouth on your cock, say that. Like at least be honest. I'm more likely to be into it if you're fully honest with me because then I can, then you're not being sneaky. Then I have a full, like if someone, oh yeah. Because if a stranger, if same person that I'm like medium attracted to and like kind of vibing with, but like whatever, if they were just like, I know I don't know you that well, but I really want you to suck my cock right now and I'm kind of into the anonymity of it, I'm like, that's hot, I'll do it. But if the person, if we're like vibing and then it's just like lamely like, I'd really like you to suck my dick right now, I'd be like, well, you didn't make this fun for me. Mm -hmm. So I actually think that it's about, can you make it fun and exciting? Can you make it, if you can make it a sex story that I get excited to retell, maybe experiment with saying something really dirty to me. Mm -hmm. If you're boring as fuck, do better. Mm -hmm. How's that answer? It's good. Thank you. Is that a good example? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Lovers, you fuckers. That's our show this week. <laughs> what a great episode. What a delicious, juicy, large episode. Thank you, Joey, for being our guest. Thanks. 